Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers for the TV show mentioned in the title. You have been warned. What's the crack and welcome to the Three Halves Make a Whole podcast and this it's a three halves series review. My name is Jason. I am Jordan. And here's John. <laughs> nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, and this week we are on the next episode of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 4. Six. Six. Sorry. Chapter but the 14. chapter is 14. Yes. And it is called The Tragedy. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. No, just tragedy. No, not the tragedy. I don't think it's called the. I think it's just. Called I will tragedy. let you know because I'm getting the. No, it, it, it probably. I think is it is the because I that's, thought that's it was how just, it's always uh, been. It's always been the Jedi, the heist. Uh, the... I thought it was just called tragedy. I might have misread it then. Oops. It is the tragedy. Shut up, John! You fool. John, did you like this episode? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> don't trigger. Don't trigger Jordan. Jordan, did you like this episode? Hell yes. And Jason, did you like this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you like this? I don't know. Tell me after. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to like cut the. As we like go through, I kind of edit it in my brain, knowing which, which mm-hmm. bits I'm going to cut out and stuff. And then I was like, in that moment, I was like, right, okay, I'll cut this out and then go smooth in. But because you added that line in, I've got to keep it now. You've got it. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's my fault. <clears throat> and Jason, did you like this episode? I loved this episode. Many, many nerdgasms happened during this episode. Hell yes. And this is the highest score I've ever given anything in my life. Did um, Judy like this episode? Judy did until oh, okay. the end. Yeah, fair enough. And um, she's not okay. That's fair. That's all I'll say. She, she's she not okay. Yeah, she she That's needs fair. time to console mm-hmm. herself. Um, John, when did she watch the episode? I watched it uh, straight after work. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. Um, I watched it (laughs) in work. (laughs) Jordan, when did you watch this episode? At about three o'clock this afternoon. And Jason, how about you? I watched this, uh, I finished watching this about half an hour ago. No, nice. You You are the freshest. Followed by John, and then me. Yes. I am the freshest of avacadoos. Fresh avacadoo? I am not freshest. I'm freshest fresh. avacadoo. Yes. Fresh avacadoo, man. Okay. I w- so, at the very start of this episode... Wait, no. Let's not jump Wait, into we need to do yet. a segue. Yeah. Hey, segue, are you there? No, because we still have to do the summary. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, segue, we're segueing. No summary this week. Go watch the episode. <laughs> cool segue, go on. Not a segue, other thing. Stop, Stop eating, eating. Fat <laughs> Here is the summary of the episode. The Mandalorian and child travel to an ancient site. Wow, that's the shortest Yeah, I don't one. know what, I don't know if, I don't know if there was... You thought the pause was me waiting for the next line? <laughs> I kind, I kind of did. I was, I'm the shortest <laughs> one so far. But I mean, nothing else happens. But everything happens. Right. I was going to say when you said nothing else happened, I was like, that's wrong. Well, it is. They only went. Well, they didn't only go to the site, but they basically just only went to the site. Right. That's the only. I was going to say the only big thing, but no, it's not. At the very end, they went and seen um, Cardina. Yeah, Caridun. But other than that. Segway. Say hello to the Segway HT, an evolution in personal transportation. So, I wasn't sure why it showed the recap of the woman from the last episode at first. I was like, oh, that's a very well, weird... obviously because we were going to get Ming Na Wen again. Right. I didn't realize that though. I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to quickly add. Why in. would they have it in there unless they? I don't know. I'm going to be honest, I wasn't focusing. <laughs> I was just really excited because I I know someone who sent me a text and went, 
his only word that he sent was dude. And I know exactly what it was about. Because <laughs> that's all we ever text each other about. <laughs> so the, at the end of the previous episode, Ahsoka Tano um, told Mando to go to this planet, mm-hmm. um, which was like another planet that he had to go to, which was a complaint of ours last episode, how he constantly has to go to this, these planets. He keeps co- being diverted. Mm-hmm. Like like in a video game, when you're just like, oh, no, go to this place. No, go to this place. No, go to this and I guess, did I say it in the podcast? I can't remember. But I said that what's probably going to happen is before he gets there, <laughs> BY is going to get taken and we're not going to arrive Man, there. So wrong. then he has to go off and, and then he's going to have to go off and save and then we'll get to the planet at the end. I was like, oh, of course we're going to. But yeah, I was wrong. I'm they wrong heard you say that and they were like, nah, you. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I think I should point out this episode is noticeably shorter than any other episode that has come before in this season. Yep, it's I 33 think. minutes long, but it felt longer. To no. me, this episode felt ri- this felt really long to me. Really? Mm. This felt short, and I'm saying that as a compliment because it flowed so well, this episode. It felt... It didn't feel long and it didn't feel short, but I could tell it was a shorter episode. If you get what I mean. I I think what they did so well was that the previous episode was, I think was the longest. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will let you know. Continue. I think the the previous episode was the longest in the season or one of the longest. Second longest. Obviously first episode was 54. Oh, was it? Okay. Right. Then, so then that, because that was so long, that's what we said when we reviewed the second one, because mm-hmm. the first episode was so long and the second episode was shorter, we felt we felt like it was such a big difference. And I think that's probably why John and I feel like it was a lot shorter just because mm-hmm. of the of the time difference. I have I have noticed a trend though in the episodes. So when you get a more exposition based episode, they tend to be longer. When you have one with more action, they are shorter. So for instance, the episode with Bo Katan that was only 35 minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. And then chapter 12, which was when the, he goes back to Navarro and he raised that facility, 39 minutes. Everything else was 40 minutes plus. But this episode kind of had a lot of ex- exposition. It did. But I, I don't mean it felt long as in it was boring long. For me, I didn't notice how short it was comparatively. In my head, I was like, there was so much going on that my brain was like, holy shit, this is a lot. Right. So I I do want to say that this episode, um, when I said, yeah, it's fine, I really did like this episode. But I think there's some expectations I had around this episode because of the title and because of, yeah, because of the title mainly, that kind of stopped me loving this episode. But I loved this episode more when a certain director was shown to have directed this episode, who you may know from our childhoods as Shark Boy and Lava Girl, the Spy Kid movies. Roger Rodriguez directed this episode, which is why, to me, it felt so good pacing-wise. But Shark Boy and Lava Girl was trash. And that's not what we're here for. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, but Roger Rodriguez even if you don't like his other films, has a real good knack at directing action and making, um, from a low budget, really high quality um, products. And this episode to me felt really high quality. The action felt amazingly well done and everything felt like it flowed really well because some previous episodes, you feel like when the wipe happens, you're like, okay, but this episode felt like its flow uh, was so well done and so well thought out that it was really mesmerizing to watch. And that's why I noticed it was shorter because it flowed so well. This episode reminded me of another show I love called One Piece. And in One Piece, you have amazing episodes and episodes that are filled like this were filled with action. And then it's over before you know it. And you're very sad, but it keeps you wanting more. And also in One Piece, we also have a beloved I, I beloved couldn't find ship. a way to mute him. I'm really sad. Yeah, I know. Me too. 
<laughs> a, a beloved ship that carries our crew, like the Razor Crest, R.I.P. And we also have some R.I.P. moments with ships getting destroyed in One Piece. So if you like this episode, you should watch oh. One Piece. Don't watch One Piece because it's crap. Whoa. So what I will <laughs> say is the writing in this episode was, to me, superb. I yep. think the writing was really well done, written by John Favreau. He is an amazing writer for action films, in my opinion. Well, I did have I had I had two issues with this episode. Ooh. The first issue I have is how did they know Mando was there? Tracker, remember. No, uh, Boba Fett and Ming Nan Wen. And then my second issue was I don't think it was exp- Explained properly because whenever Boba went up in the Slave 2, I'm, I'm pushing over it's, some really no, cool stuff. No, it's Slave 1. It's Slave 1. Is it Slave 1? I thought it was Slave 2. It's Slave 1. I thought it was Slave 2. It's I'm... Slave 1, Jason. Don't even argue with me. It's Slave 1. Slave 2 is a different ship and it's not even canon. No. Slave 1's the only canon ship. Oh, I thought it was Slave 2 and Boba had it. Apologies. No, still Slave 1. Okay. And. Um, but whenever he was going up in the sleeve one and he saw the Imperial cruiser, yeah. he, he was all like, oh, the, the Empire is here or whatever. The Empire is still mm-hmm. a thing. And I was like, well, did you not guess that from the Stormtroopers that you just fought? I don't know if he thought... See, for me, the only issue I had was the boulder. What are you talking about the boulder? The boulder, the, I don't know why, the boulder, the graphics of it just seemed out of place during that. It just didn't seem as polished as everything else. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree but with that one. For me, for me the reason I think Boba Fett knew where he is, he's, he literally goes, I've been tracking you. Well, hi. Slave One has the so ability to You're tracking to him through track space, shit. we need more information. I agree. I think, as the person who doesn't have as a big invested interest in Star Wars, I could buy that Boba Fett had been tracking him. Yeah, it would be nice to have a little bit of an explanation, but I don't think that's actually a problem with the episode because no. I'm like, okay, he's shown at the end of the first episode in, if I hadn't got any clue who he was, I was like, oh, he looks like he's a resourceful human being. Yeah, and he was, and he was able to track um, the Mandalorian. My problem with this episode is the title. I think Which, the tragedy is... Yeah, I, I don't get the problem with it. So I think the problem with it, when I read the tragedy, I literally, my head went, okay, uh, Baby Yoda's being kidnapped this episode. And that's what happened. And that, that ruined my, my expectation of the episode was told to me by the, it felt like I could have missed this episode. And next week, I would have still been at the same pl- place because I was able to go, okay, he's going to get kidnapped. And he was. And that's what I just think something like, um, oh, I had something, but I didn't write it down. Just a different title might have just been a bit better because I think it was a bit too on the nose this week. I, I, I disagree because I already knew that he was, that BY was going to get captured whenever they put right. the tracer on, on the ship. So I was like, well, it's, it's, that's going to happen. There's no, there's no reason to put the tracer on the ship for that not to happen. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because yeah, he specifically says, have you still, has he still got. Uh, the package or the item or whatever so in my head I'm like well they're tracking him they're going to wait until he's vulnerable or they're going to kill him and take BY no what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to say that I didn't expect BY to get kidnapped I was but because of the title I knew it was happening this episode I would have preferred not to have been able to figure it was happening this episode sort of thing that's what I'm trying to say it's not that I was like Oh, because I guess this, like, it's set up well, but I think just the title was, tragedy was just so on the nose, and what we've been told setting up, I was like, okay, so this episode, he is being kidnapped, so I don't know if just a little more vague one, like, the Jedi, or, well, not that title, obviously, because Because I was just at last A title like the Jedi worked really well, because I had so many possibilities with that for an episode. But tragedy means something has to go severely wrong. What's the biggest thing that could go wrong for the Mandalorian? By being kidnapped, and that's what my brain did. So yeah, but, th- it, but the Jedi basically tells you, "Oh, we're seeing a Sokatano this episode." Mm-hmm. I think each episode da- does give a detail away. If if you were to mm-hmm. go and look back, it does give an episode like the Marshal. That but we, what I'm saying knew... is, with the difference between the Jedi was, it goes, 
okay, we've been told last episode before the Jedi he's going to find her. This episode's going, okay, we're finding her. But it doesn't give away anything like she's going to refuse to train. She's going to do this, that and the other. But with this one going tragedy, I think it's like going the death of blank. And it's like, okay, okay. It, I, I just personally found it a bit too on the nose for me. Can, can I give you an alternate episode title? Yes, I, I've, I thought of one a while ago, but I forgot to write it down because I was going home from work. <laughs> I, I have just thought of one. Regard it's information about the episode called the debt mm. because we in That's the episode one. in the episode we get Boba Fett and I was I was like okay he's gonna get his armor and everything's gonna chill out and then he's gonna leave and then obviously yeah. hell in a handbasket happened and he said well we held you held up your end of the bargain and gave me the armor back we're in your debt until and we said we protect that child so we are working mm. for you. That was a really nice little subversion of my expectation. I, that's why I'm trying not to rag on this episode because it wasn't the episode itself that I didn't like. It was mm-hmm. because of the title. And that's yeah. why I'm trying to be okay. really fair here. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's like something like if it had been called The Tracked or something like that because, yes, it's a, referring to The Tracker, but also when we see Boba Fett arrive, it could be like, oh, that's what it's referring to. And then it's like that... Um, last minute twist when by gets kidnapped almost i don't know that's what i'm trying i'm trying not to be like super critical on this because i know it's it's not the greatest point but Mm -hmm. i think it's just something that ruined the episode for me was the title being too literal this time and normally i'm praising the titles and the descriptions so i will say the background of this episode looked so beautiful Like the planet they were on. I don't remember the name of it. I know I should. But it looked amazing from the shots we get in the Razor Crest when he's tilted slightly and we see Grogu looking through the bottom uh, bit of glass. It just looked really well done. And I know that was computer generated, but it looked real. Yeah. It looked like it was a live action and they were on location. You got so immersed Mm -hmm. in this episode, definitely. And I don't... I don't know. The action scenes all felt live action, like they were on on set, rather than yeah. they were filming on that screen. I don't know. I don't know if it's the screen. This episode felt like it had been shot on, um, like in a hills or something. On lo- yeah, on, like, on location. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant yeah, like, I on, on, on like set. a sound stage. Like I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 okay. no. I meant on location of like an actual hill. It felt like something they had done for. Um, the Last Jedi or something where they filmed an island Represent. for Luke right. Skywalker's scene. So it felt real, but they added in... Uh, yeah, it was in Ireland. Yeah. yeah. I think. I might be slightly wrong. Enough, no, but I'm, I think I'm agreeing with you. It was on an island off the west of the coast of Republic of Ireland. You oh. can go there. It's very dangerous. I was going to say, I remember them saying it was very Mar- treacherous to uh, get there. Mar- Mark Hamill almost died. Um, but after they went there, they've now put up like barriers and stuff, so it's safer to visit the island. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. <laughs> I did. I did have. There was only one thing that I kind of um, forgot about, and that was um, who Fennec was. Fair. I understand that. Uh, I forgot who she was. I must admit. And so when he went Fennec, I was like, I was like that um, Guardians of the Galaxy meme. I'm Star Lord. Who? That's kind of how I reacted <laughs> to it. I was like, who? I suppose it, it wasn't enough, but they did show Fennec at the big, very beginning of the episode. I must admit, I do skip the recaps because I normally think it's just going to be the oh, episode before. No, 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 it wasn't. It was like, it was literally before it said previously. Like, as soon as the mm-hmm. episode started, we had someone lying down. Um, and then, the, yeah. like, the sound of someone walking up. I thought that the inclusion of Fennec in this episode was... Superb. I'm always happy to see right. Ming Nam Wen. As am I. Always happy. I love her. The, the the best moment for me was seeing Slave One when they're on top of the temple and he's sat on the rock and we just see Slave One just and it wasn't a dramatic entry. Out. It wasn't no, dramatic. It was just, it was just like, like yeah, I'm just I'm just here. And you're like, <laughs> hey guys, I'm back. Me? This is the first time we've seen the slave. I must admit, I actually really loved that shot because yeah. I was yeah. really worried 
something I'd been worrying about for all season was when they were going to bring Boba Fett back. And I was really worried they were going to do this moment where he stands on a hill, sun behind him, doves fly out in all dramatic lighting. But they, like, like, like in the first end. episode? Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like, no, no, no. But like over the top sort of is a fan favourite. Love him. Um, but this entrance I felt was so understated, almost like he was in a way trying to sneak in, but knew he wasn't going to, which I thought was great. His entrance was downplayed. Yeah, he never he didn't say his name for like a while. In no, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm Boba Fett, yeah, I'm Boba Fett. Bitch. <laughs> but it made him seem like he had more respect for the Mandalorian, which I really liked because it characterized him better. Because he didn't like come in in this big. He almost was respecting the intelligence of the Mandalorian, wanting to talk before shooting, mm-hmm. which was great. Yeah, for me, when he went, there's been enough violence. I was like, God damn, okay. Yeah, Boba Fett was very monk-like, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one big thing about Boba Fett in this was Boba Fett can now, people can now not disagree that Boba Fett is a b- He is a f-ing badass. You can yeah. bleep that. But his action scenes, he smashed the stormtrooper's skull in. When he walks away and you see the shot of the helmet, it is caved in. It was very beautiful because i feel like it was modeled off like um oh i'm trying to think of the martial arts with the staff a brain's good budget is it something like that i'm not sure but it felt very much like a martial art when he was using it it felt very beautiful to watch which is really lovely to watch because it made boba fett both look elegant but also absolutely badass i want to know who did the stunts because part of me was like is it actually him? Because if it is, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, he had his helmet off. Normally when they do that, mm-hmm. they put a helmet on and stuff. I think it might have been him. Because mm. I think he's a stuntman, isn't he, normally? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think it might have been him because a lot of the actors do their own stunts in this because of how it's filmed. But I think we get glossing over possibly the greatest line in the episode, which is a throwback to Django Fett on Camino. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I heard that, yeah. There was quite a few. Oh my God, yes. My other favourite line was also glossing past the majority of the episode right. was whenever <laughs> uh, Giancarlo Esposito, aka mm-hmm. Moff Gideon, was with BY, or sorry, with, with Grogu. Oh my God, what a bloody scene. So dope, so well That acted. end scene was so well done. <laughs> I creamed. We see Grogu use the Force in anger because he's been taken away from his essential dad. And I was down for it. I was like, let them have it. Come on. I was like, what? It's the fact that we see Moff Gideon just stand there. He's like, no, no, just let it happen. Thud, 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 thud. Whack. <laughs> um, but the line that he said, he was like, have you seen one of these? And he showed the dark saber to BY. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. You're, it's too early for you and uh, for you to have this. You might poke your eye out with it. And I was like, ah, shout out, <laughs> you hope, Luke Skywalker. Did you see what By was doing during, or Grogu was doing during that bit? He was trying, trying to, to force a... push it into him. He yeah, was, he was like, trying on. to use the force, but he was too weak and too, too weak from just using it a lot. Yeah. So going back to earlier in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Jumping back. Is this the first time in live action other than Force Lightning? that we have seen the Force, um, like, I've seen it physically. I believe so. Because when BY was meditating on that rock, we had those, like, blue waves going up. Mm-hmm. And instead of Force lightning, is that the only other time I, we kind of saw I'm going to say I believe so. no. I think you're wrong, because I think in the new trilogy they showed the Force, I think, but I'm not completely sure um, from my I memory. Know but we I see, know we see a Force... Like we we see Luke betray himself is like a force. Yeah, and I feel like I I think that's another. But I mean, that's a force power, whereas that seemed more like just the pure force. Well, I feel like that's a physicalization of the force. But I feel like there are there's definitely in the new trilogy. Well, the new trilogy. I definitely feel like we saw the force. Because there's also, we've got to think about J.J. Abrams' moment where they're able to pull things through the Force. 
because that's almost like a physicalization of the force but i think i think i think what jason means is uh, it, not seeing them people use the force we've seen people use the force in physical interpretations but we've not seen it portrayed as like a energy force like yeah not seen like a beam of energy kind of thing yeah like it like grogu was sat on that stone and we saw the blue waves of energy around him yeah it was like an energy barrier it was it was very last airbender Mm -hmm. i really do feel like we have but i I just don't know enough to be able to say it confidently The, the, the only thing that we really had in the new trilogy was whenever they were force grabbing something they kind of like blurred it slightly um, yeah other than that i can't think of any moments i i can't think of anything that is on the level of that of him send essentially sending a force signal out yeah that is what that's what he's doing is it, it is a signal so that waves is more is the energy of the force sending a signal out like hey it's me grogu with with the recap i knew that we were going to see and um, the empire in this yes. episode I knew that that was going to happen. I didn't expect to see Boba Fett and Fennec in this way. No, I didn't. They really, they kind of felt like, do you know, in like Clone Wars and Rebels, you'd have like these reoccurring villains or these reoccurring Mm -hmm. guest characters. They kind of felt like that where their story and their motivations is like completely separate to every other person that we see. And I I love that because it makes... Mm -hmm the the world seem lived in and seem that uh, there's other people in the world and everyone has different goals and right. i think it was really nice to see boba fett's only thing is to get his armor back yeah i i don't know why we saw fennec again that's my only one because i don't remember her being very memorable and that's nothing against the actress i just think the character didn't have a very unique design or story so i kind of personally i just forgot them and i was like okay that's fair and, I, th- I think it was because uh, Boba was just like, oh, here's someone who's been abandoned in the desert like I was. I'm going to help them. Right. So I think mm. that's the only reason why. I understand as why why Fennec. I get that. Um, but it's Ming now when, and that's why. I understand why you forgot her as well. Um, and I think, I think it's because of the structure of the Mandalorian in a way because every episode is almost a lot of the episodes are their own contained stories and we meet so many characters that it feels like okay remind me who this is because there isn't there is a main cast and you can see it a bit more in the second Mm -hmm. season but it feels like sometimes they ask pull a character who was in two scenes maybe and go they're important remember them and then that you don't see them for two seasons but I know Fennec obviously appeared more than that. I think for me, I, I knew Fennec was going to be important was when we saw that shot of her, what we assumed is her dead on Tatooine yep. and someone walking up to her. Yeah. That in my mind, that stuck in my mind. I was like, that person's going to come back. Yeah, definitely. Why else would they show that? I completely forgot about that moment. Well, that's so. on you. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's not on Mando. That's on you. <laughs> that's on your memory. <laughs> No, it's on Amanda as well, because she wasn't a memorable character. Design-wise, I didn't recognise her from her design either. I think that's an important thing. Like You instantly can recognise Boba Fett outside of the armour and inside the armour, because it's such a unique design. You can remember Moff Gideon. You can remember a lot of the characters, but hers is kind of that generic mercenary get-up, and it's a bit like, you look like NPC number 12, sort of thing. But that's just on design, but hey, hey. We we did see something new that I haven't ever seen in Star Wars before. Stormtroopers with mortars. I've never sure seen I've never I don't think we've ever seen anyone use we've seen them use artillery. We haven't seen them use a mortar tube. Sure about that? I'm, I'm very not sure I'm about very that. sure about that. We've seen them use artillery pieces and cannons and such, but I don't think we've ever seen them use what is to us, a conventional mortar. Well, the rebels. Just a... The rebel used it. Rebels have used it. In, in Hoth, pretty sure they used mortars in Hoth. I'm I think, pretty sure. I don't think they did. Are you sure? I am pretty sure. I'm sure, but I think I saw a stormtrooper armor that I've never seen before. In this episode, the person, the the stormtrooper using the mortar, 
had yellow markings on him. Yeah. I've never seen that because stormtroopers don't do that. Storm, because yeah, that was white. more of a clone thing than a stormtrooper right. thing. Right, which that took me by surprise. So I saw it and was like, ooh, that's definitely new. Yeah, definitely. You are right, by the way. This is the first time we've seen mortar stormtrooper, apparently. Well, according to fandom.com. <laughs> Whenever Boba Fett came down in his armour. Oh, oh, I got chills. Oh, I gripped the sofa. Oh, that was a nerdgasm and a half. No, he to, didn't to look... To quote you, I creamed. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like... Obviously, he didn't look completely like Boba because he it was different. He's a bit chubbier. And he had these, like, kind of long... Um, robes, kind of, mm-hmm. that was very akin to the 501st Legion. Um, check me out, yeah. my knowledge. Yeah. Um, could be could be any Legion because all of them wore that st- kind of stuff. But okay, <clears throat> most it was more Arc Trooper type of. It was yes, yeah, it was Arc Trooper or Galactic Marines. There's a little bit. Of okay, you win. <sighs> you win. Um, <laughs> but. My days, there's so much to his armor. You got like guns on his elbows, guns on his knees. My days. Those those knee rockets are so cool because they are they were in Legends. He's always had those. Oh really? Okay, that's he cool. All most of that stuff on his arm, he's had the entire time. Wow. None of it's new. Wow. He's had. He used to have vibro blades in his boots. He would have those knee rockets. Oh, it was so cool seeing them used. And you could see how um, how amazing he was in this episode. And he hasn't had his armor for a long time. Right. And he's not exactly on his, in his prime. So can you, you can just imagine back. Because the people... Do you remember when we always said that if you just watch the movies, Django doesn't do any... Not Django, Boba doesn't Boba. do anything. Right. And he kind of goes out like a chump. Because obviously that's all we've ever seen of him is the movies unless you've watched other stuff. And, but or also in, like, stuff. in Rebels and Clone Wars... We kind of just see him as a whiny brat in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in Legends, we do see him as being really cool, but obviously Legends isn't a thing anymore. It's it's non-canon, isn't it? Yes. But now we actually get to see Boba being really cool. And you can just imagine him in his prime. He would be better than he was there. Right. That's six years since he was in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. It's six years since... The, well, that's the end of... And you can see all the scars and stuff. Right. But... When we first see him fight with, uh, I think that's a Tuscan raid weapon because we've seen them with it before with the uh, melee weapon. Have we seen the melee weapon before? I, I, the, the rifle. We've seen, definitely. we've seen it before. It's a, it's a Tuscan raider weapon. Okay, yeah. The rifle is a cycler rifle, which is also used by the Tuscans. Yeah, the, the, the rifle I recognised didn't recognise the melee weapon. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, but he's so chill. You can tell he's got a lot of fighting experience because just before he's just chilling against a rock, just. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just had, it was the look of calm readiness on his face. Yeah. So we, we, have the, we do have this amazing action sequence. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that annoyed me was, I, under, I kind of understand, but I was also like, Mando, no. Where Armando, he left his jetpack. Yeah. And I was like, come on, you know better than that. Yeah. I thought that was just a dumb moment, personally. <laughs> Yeah, I think he cared more about getting BY. I understand that, but I'm also like, Mando, come on. No, but in my mind, I think personally that was just contrivance because any logic, for how logical the Mandalorian normally is, he'd have gone, jetpack is quicker, quickly throw that on and zip. In my mind, I just think it's a bit contrived that he goes, I'm going to run for it. And I'm like, okay. It's like I can understand the mindset of oh it's a child you're gonna run after it I do understand mm-hmm. that and I do get that but I think for how methodical the Mandalorian normally is yeah. I think it just felt a bit too contrived even if it it was just we had a couple of seconds of him running trying to put the jetpack on and he can't get it in while he's running so he just drops it and starts running yeah that would have been more believable to me than him just leaving it completely yeah I agree with that. For me, I think I, I get why they made him leave it because in this episode, with what goes on, it would have been, it, it is just like, oh, he'd be able to get there super quick. He would have been able to fly above the stormtroopers and blast them all super quick. And it is kind of setting a thing of 
he knows how good she is of a sniper. So when he finds out it's her, he's like, okay, I kind of have to. Because she can get the shot off before I can even do anything, even with those whistling birds. Yeah, no, but what we're saying is, is whenever they kind of broke away, whenever he went to go and yeah. grab BY, he didn't pick it back up. For me, I thought it was because they, they made a deal. No, and he's always true to his word. But the deal was kind of off when Stormtroopers arrived. Yeah. And I think it would it have was, been. It was, but even... it wasn't. Because she pulled the gun away. Come on. I'm, I'm going to defend it. I think it I think it actually would have been better to pick up the jetpack because even if, if he'd got it on and he was speeding up, it would have made the dark troopers look even cooler that they were quick enough to get down, pick it up and zip back up. So yeah, they took their fine like, time, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, it felt like the dark troopers were just going very casual. But if they had that thing of jetpack is super quick, he's zipping as quick as he can. But they've managed to get down, pick up Biwa, uh, Grogu, and get back, start going back to the ship. How amazing would that have been? I would have been like, oh my God, these Dark Troopers are fast. They're efficient. They're scary. But to me, this intro wasn't all that. I just kind of went, oh, that's another variant of Stormtroopers. Cool. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I just think the fanfare for that first official appearance doing something they came across as a bit slow yeah i'm glad they didn't make them fight because i think that would have taken away from the rest of the episode they did the right thing by having them come down get grogu leave that's what i mean i wanted them to do that but with that jetpack on um, the mandalorian just because it makes them look even quicker than and it look Mm -hmm. makes them look so efficient and I think it would have just added a bit more. They didn't need to fight. I'm glad they didn't fight. But I think just adding that bit more of speed and mm-hmm. acceleration to the scene would have been so much better than them just kind of casually flying down as Mandalorian's running up. Because we know that a jetpack is quicker than running. So it, it kind of makes them look slow in their descent, personally to me. I think because I, I, they essentially got shot out of that cruiser they got launched and i think the reason they look so slow is because they had to slow themselves down no as in when they're walking when oh they were walking slow yeah yeah that's what i mean like i think that was i think that was just for dramatic effect is them all just because i don't i think it was just to add drama of them like look they're there and they're slow they can take their time yeah i I understand why but it's more of like whenever you go to review it you like does that make sense in, yeah, for, for me, I'm glad he. I I understand why that he didn't have the jetpack. We've known the Mando. Whenever he says something, he's true to his word. He said, "Take the gun away from the child. We'll do it at the same time, and it's a deal." And he made the deal with them, and they said, "We'll protect that child if you remove your jetpack." He removes his jetpack. He drew and they his gun him. immediately, so that's what to me said. Oh, the gun, the deal's off because he redrew his gun immediately. And that's where I take my issue with him not picking up the jetpack because he was a mean pulling his gun out. I feel like it was more of a, there's other people who are intruding on our, on our talk right now. So right. negotiations is kind of over for now. So I feel like negotiations are over right now. You can pick up your jetpack. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it, was, it wasn't a deal. It was like, these are the, the terms of our negotiation in order for us first to talk right now is backpack off, gun down. I, as soon as he took off his jetpack and they turned the gun away, I was like, cool, that's the deal made. And he put it down, he put it against the rock. To me, that was when I the deal was that made. Was the deal because the deal was for the armor and um, protection of the child. The protection of the child, not for him to take his jetpack off and not for her to point the gun away. That was just, that's like going into negotiations and going, I want person two with me for these talks. And I'm going, okay, cool. And now we'll make our deal on this business proposal sort of thing. So I just think it was a contrived way to make sure that BY was definitely stolen in a way. I think in this episode, so before I go into this, I love this episode and I love it. I fanboyed over it. I love it. I'll watch it again and I'll still love it. But I think when you go to review this episode and you start thinking about it, there's quite a few holes because... If you think about it, if they've got these 
these uh, death troopers not taking into dramatic effect and all that stuff mm -hmm. why did they send all these stormtroopers down when they could have just said sent these death troopers that they love so much i i so get it's that. like all this all this action scene was kind of meaningless because they didn't do anything and they all got killed they got destroyed and then after they all got destroyed is when they sent the death troopers See, I don't see. Yeah. I don't know if it was to draw them down the, away from that area because they knew they would have. I feel like Gideon would know enough about the Jedi. He's he seems like a quite a smart, intelligent bad guy who would know a lot of information. But they they did all the stuff like they they destroyed the Razor Crest. They sent down the Death Troopers after the Stormtroopers got um mm. got killed. It would make sense during that battle. And if they were having their negotiations anyway down there where they were he would have still had to go back up. So it's not like the stormtroopers drew him away from the mountain. He was already down there sort of thing. Yeah, so it's like, still loved it, but as reviewing yeah. it, there are flaws. I'm, I'm going to say one thing, that Mando was an idiot in this episode. He, yeah. he, we've seen him to be quite, you know, quite a smart guy. He was just thick in this episode. He didn't know yeah. when BY was going to be, he left that ba baby Yoda alone so much. He didn't know when it was going to end. If he was being so protective over him, why did he keep leaving him? Why didn't yeah. he bring his sniper rifle? Right. Why did, wouldn't you bring the disintegration rifle? He always takes it with him and he didn't bring it because if he brought that, he could have stayed up there and sniped from the yeah. And sniped. Right. Yeah. What I will say, though, is Fennec was badass. Oh, yeah. During yeah. her yeah. gunning down on the stormtroopers. It shows how good of a killer she is, really, of an assassin. Because mm -hmm. it's bam, 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 bam. bam. And then, obviously, we get the Boba Fett moment of him throwing the like detonator explosives and then coming in just blasting everyone. Poor. Oh. So good. So good. I thought, I think our main trio of this episode all got their badass moments, but I think mm -hmm. the ultimate dumb moment for the Mandalorian was trying more than once to go into the Force. And I think he wouldn't... In my mind, for how logical he normally is, he'd have tried it once, it didn't work. So I don't know. And it, it again comes to not taking the sniper rifle with him as well. I think he could have done it once, maybe done it once, maybe started to do it a second time. And when he going, okay, I'm just going to defend you, that's when the sniper rifle should have came out and he was stuck, stayed up there. But obviously, I feel like they made the Mandalorian make stupid decisions because they, mm -hmm. they knew they needed Grogu kidnapped at the end. And if he's being super smart like he normally is, he's got, it's less likely to happen. I think it's because what they're, what they're setting up without saying it is that, and we kind of saw it in the, in the first episode, no, in the second or the first episode, one of the episodes that BY is Mando's weakness. And right. with, with, with um, Grogu, the Mando doesn't think clearly. He's like, no. I need to protect him. I need to protect him because do you remember in the episode when we were on Navarro, he abandoned mm -hmm. the rest of them just to go and save the child. Now they told him to, yeah. but again, that's, you know, you're the most skilled fighter. If they're going to break out, you're their best bet. Not only that, you get a moment early in this episode where he's talking about, and he, he's talking to him, to Grogu. He's like, yeah, we're going to, and then he turns around and he can't look at him when he's talking about him leaving. It's like, you're going to go, and you can't be upset that you're going. And I'm like, the Mando doesn't want him to leave, but I don't think he can look at Grogu when he's saying this because it will upset him because yeah. of how close they've got. Ahsoka said in the last episode, they've got a connection, they've got a bond. Mm -hmm. And Mando knows that. And I think he, I think he knows he needs to, but he doesn't want to give Grogu up. No. I just think sometimes, I think with a parental instinct, Yes, obviously he has that connection and it's really important, but I think protecting the child comes first, not running and leaving it at that point. Mm -hmm. So that's why I just don't understand him not taking the sniper rifle. I can overlook the force thing. I think it's a bit silly for ha-ha, you fall on bum joke. But I just, I cannot understand if he absolutely loves this child and he knows he's got a jetpack to last it away, why he didn't take the rifle just in case. Like as an in insurance, like, 
oh, I, I think this planet is secure, but just in case, I'm going to take this rifle so I can protect. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I think the reason he left was because, well, I, I can't do anything here. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. want to do something. And that thing is to go and protect him. But because he doesn't have his rifle, he has to go down there. Yeah. I, I and as just, you say, if he mind, had the rifle, it'd be fine. But in my right. mind, if I had a gun and my child was on a podium and there were things down there, in my mind, I'd go, hang on. If they're down there as well, there's nothing to stop them landing up here or coming around a different way. So I'm going to stay up here with my ro- and defend him with my pistol just in case. But I'm going to make sure. Because if he had just stayed up there, Grogu would have um, gone to sleep anyway. And that's what annoys me because it feels like the Mandalorian steps down and then immediately Grogu went to sleep. It wasn't like we saw him shooting down at the bottom and then Grogu fell to sleep. We cut back. It was like, okay, I'm going now, turns away, immediately stops. Oh, I'm not going to look behind me now. And I just, I don't know. I felt like it was all contrived to get Grogu on their own. I feel like there's a way you could have done it, but I just don't feel that was the best way to do it. What we do get is a nice couple, a nice payoff from a couple episodes back, when when Grogu's been taken, he's off in uh, with Moff Gideon. We get we go back to Navarro, and we see that Cara Dune is now a marshal of the New Republic. I was literally going to talk about that. And you oh, stole it from that me. was great. Where's that the connected? We've got an Xbox Connect. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) But I love, I love the fact he was talking, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to search this." And she's like, "Mm, "I don't know what I can do. There's not really much I could do. These lines mean I have. There's, you know, there's stuff." And he's like, "They've got the kid." And she was like, "All right, let's do this. Let's go. Come on, mother." (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) This was something I did want to bring up. Um, I remembered the character they brought up at the end more than I said their name literally in Fennec. this episode. Fennec, my brain is so bad with names, but I remembered that character more because we had a bit more of being told what they had been in, even though we only saw them in one episode in season one. Well, no, it's not that. It's because he was more featured in that yeah, episode. He Fennec was. was always like sniping from from afar and only really talked a bit in the episode, and then was shot. Whilst mm. Bill, it's Bill Burr. Bill, um, yeah, Bill Burr was one of the yeah. main cast of that episode. Yeah, and people, it's Bill Burr. He's very, he's more he's famous very recognizable. Than, than Ming Nam Wen. So, but I, I also think personally, just having that little bit more of where we've seen them before got it to click a bit more for me personally. I just think there should have been a, maybe a line or two more just to say who Fennec was for a definite. Had you not skipped that intro, you would have seen. But we yeah, but, we, did, we, did, we didn't even get a recap for for Bill Burr in the re, in no. the previously. So, what yeah. do you remember? What Bill 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 Burr's character is? They are a mercenary who worked on the shipping thing that gets blown up at the very end of that episode. Yeah, like no, but you, you were saying you were saying it's like because we heard more about him and what and what he'd done before that made you remember who it was so what did he do because they said oh um he shot he was a part of killing the officer who i remembered because there's that emotional because it made me remember the mandalorian doesn't want to kill that officer in the episode but um anyway and that sort of thing triggered me to being like oh i remembered it like i remembered fennec more as the episode went on but i just think there wasn't one clear moment where they went this is who this character was. Uh, there, there was. He said that uh, whenever sh- she was shot and left for dead on Tantooine, like yeah. I was, and then she revealed getting shot in the gut. So, so they they had the same exact uh, introduction as the. Duke but characters. I feel like a lot of people get shot, and that's not a very defining characteristic. Is getting shot on a planet? I, I'm gonna defend. I'm I'm with Jason. I think. Yeah, I think you're talking out of your hole. I think they, it may just be you misremembering. I, I I don't know if it's you misremembering or not remembering as clearly as Bill Burr, because Bill Burr's character was featured more. He was more prominent mm-hmm. in the, his episode, whereas I can't say a name. Uh, very Ming, Ming Nan Wen. I'm probably Thank not you. saying it properly either. You know it better than I do, though. She, like, like Jason said, she was very much, like, I think if I was to say in total, I think we got a total of maybe five, ten minutes with her. Yeah. 
it was one of the things I was annoyed about with that episode was right. how little we got of her. I was like, no, I love her. To divert though, is I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like there's a piece of Boba Fett music. It's, I don't, I don't think it's a piece of music we've heard before. It's, do you know how the Mando's intro is? Ba-dum, whenever you mm-hmm. see him. There was, there was a piece of music that when Boba Fett came in his armour, there was a piece of music playing. It was like a blur. It was like a distorted kind of thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't, I can't remember. Go back probably and, a thing for Go it. back and listen and see if you can hear it. Because mm-hmm. I think there, there is... Most well-written TV shows will include an audio stinger for characters. Yeah, they had one for Ahsoka. Because it helps you remember who they are. Yeah. It's like in Doctor Who, Rose Tyler and Martha Jones have completely different stingers because they're different companions. Mm-hmm. Or Ninth Doctor and Tenth Doctor have different stingers. But I, I really like Boba Fett because it, it very much was befitting of his legendary status in the Star Wars universe. It was very like, oh, I don't know. I can't describe it. I liked it. That's all I have to add. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of anything else to talk about in this episode. Oh, I can. Tell Moff Gideon at the end, tell such and such we have the donor. So I think the child's powers are going to be taken away. I think. He, he says, he says send an encrypted message. Oh, did he? I didn't catch that. But no, he said, send an what encrypted happened, message. what they said before was, do you know in that episode in Navarro, they were, he would, the guy mm. in the hologram was explaining and what they did was they were basically taking BY's blood um, in order to get the M count out of BY's blood. So when it means donor, it means the blood donor. And BY would have died because they, he was only taking like certain amounts instead of taking mm-hmm. all the blood. So I think that's what he means. It's not taking away his powers. It's literally sucking mm. BY dry to kill him. Yeah. I, I agree with Jason here because we were told in previous episodes that um, the scientists was only taking certain amounts of blood because he I didn't want to kill the kid. But it was clear in the transmission from the thingy one that it, for their project to work, he needed to take it all and kill uh, Grogu. Disney uh, are not okay as Judy cried. Oh, um, she was she was distraught. Wow. She screamed. I was so like she was so upset. Oh. And she was like, I have to get him back. Oh, no. Yeah, but what if they kill Grogu? No, they won't. They would lose they too won't. much merchandise money. They, apparently, they have confirmed season three and season four. Right. Bloody hell. Well, yeah, but, but what if they do just for the The next bands? two episodes, the last, the finale is going to be so good. Because we have one of the most legendary bounty hunters in all of the Star Wars universe, owes Mando. Mm-hmm. That is not something to be to be light about. But what I did like is in order to prove to Mando that Boba Fett deserved the arm, he brought up a hologram. Yes, of like kind of, of like family. his family tree, basically. Right, it was his lineage. He's like, that's my dad, that's Django. He's <laughs> like, oh, he's a foundling. I thought which that was he was. Cool. Which he was, which is so good. He was he was born on Concord Dawn. His family was murdered by um the 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 um Who's, it, who's Mando with? Death Watch. Oh, that's... Yeah, his family was murdered by Death Watch. And then he was taken by someone else. And he... Oh, so good. He fought Count Dooku in the Legends. <laughs> Got his head cut off by Mace Window. Was it Mace Window? I think yes. it was. Mace yes. Window. Oh, <laughs> windows. Goddamn Windows Explorer. <laughs> um. Actually, I was going to say I'm really interested because I think we might have the very end of this season with a Jedi popping up who's heard him through the Force. I think we might as well. I think we're going to get one. I, don't I, th- I think do. it's going to be like a, a, a Force Awakens type. Mm-hmm. Of yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. I think we're going to get for season three, we're going to get that Jedi appearing. Even if it's a transmission. The way that this is going, it has to be Ezra, Ezra Bridger, doesn't it? I want it to be Ezra or Luke. Because Luke's going to be running this school. You know, we, we mentioned this last episode. I still have hope. Oh, have you guys here? Right, Star Wars fandom, you all need to calm down. People have been, like, trying to cancel B.Y. because B.Y. left the younglings to die. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> I've I've seen geez, that. guys. It's amazing. <laughs> God. Master Anakin, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? <laughs> and be like, I'm out. Yeah, but we've got to remember 
P.Y. is a bloodthirsty monster. So, of course, he was going to let the foundlings die. Foundlings? The little younglings. ones. The children. Younglings? The younglings. The go. younglings. <laughs> um, no, all of them now. They have all those titles. Let's move into the summary. It's time for a summary. It's time for a summary. It's time to summarize in five bloody words. Moff Gideon is so f- <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just love Moff Gideon. Sorry. He's, he, oh, no, he's, he's so the perfect well bad guy. He's so well acted. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gives he me so Gus fucked. Coleman vibes, but in space, and it makes me happy. Yeah, I'm excited to see Bill Burr because that yes, that'll be I fun. Because that, the oh, last yeah. time we saw them, he basically sent them put them in prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that'd be good. That's going to be an interesting. But I reckon Bill Burr will know who Boba Fett is. I think there's going to be a slight fear there because he was in the Empire, so I think he'll know who he is. Anyway, Jason, what is your score on the board? 95. Jordan, what is your score on the board? 98. John, what is your score on the board? 83. Excuse me? 83. It's fine. It's fine. It's still in the 90s. Excuse me? No, no, I... I think that is a, that is because I, I think I've given my reasons why that this episode went down. I reasons, wish I could, but okay. No, they're not. I do understand <laughs> as, as when you do review it, it does go down. I give it a ninety-five because I'm fanboying over the episode rather than hey, reviewing it. To make feel better, mine was a hundred. See, you've got to remember, I'm the one who can be objective about this. You two fucks can't. I can. <laughs> No. I just choose not to. No, you, you have too much love for Star Wars. Yeah, it was no, like I, no, but I think my initial I, I, I normally go with my initial like feelings. My mm-hmm. initial feeling was great. And when the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, okay, there's flaws. But I normally try to stick with my gut feeling. I yeah, I I stick with my gut. That's See, thing, my I, gut feeling was about an eighty, so it's gone up. I can happily give a shitty score for Star Wars. I did for the last for the three Disney films that happened. <laughs> yeah, but those aren't I'm, Star I'm Wars films. <laughs> very objective when it comes to Star Wars, and th- that's the issue with the fan base. <laughs> Star Wars fan base is very like you're going to do it my way, and you're going to like. It. Yes, and then there's me in the corner going, "I'm just here." <laughs> I don't think it's the fan base's fault they didn't like it though. Yeah, that's true. I think it was no. the films were. Shit. Yeah. We should review them. all those films at some no, point. No, I'm good. Oh, oh wait, we no, did. We shouldn't. And it turned into like four hours. I have the final score for this episode. 92. That's fair. I think that's a fair <sighs> score. No recurring. No recurring. I'm very happy with that. Uh... Hang on, I'm going to change my score. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's too late. The final score has it's been gonna told. It's going to go up. Alrighty, go so up. the final score for chapter 14 the tragedy of the Mandalorian is a 92. Oh, Plague is the wise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh dear. You should do that again. You should do that again. Um, it's done. Uh, it's done now. John, where can they find us on socials? I've forgotten. <laughs> you can find us at Facebook at Free Halves Make a Whole Podcast or on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Free Halves Pod. So come give us a follow and like our stuff because we're always posting. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> good lie, good lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make us sound active, but we're not. <laughs> Jordan, what else can they do for us? Uh, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and drop us a comment. And we'd be very appreciative and we'll read it out. Additionally, if you want to send us a voice memo recording on Anchor, we'll respond. And last but not least, if you'd like to suggest a film, then leave us a voice message on Anchor, a comment on Apple Podcasts, or on any of our social medias. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Stay safe out there, 
and may the force be with you. you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? It's not a story the Jedi would tell. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midichlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge on the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. 